All right, welcome to uh, the first episode of the Whole Baron Podcast for 2023-2024. I am joined today by Dave Kaufman, uh, one of our counselors here at school. And I uh, just want to talk about our September wellness pamphlet. Um, newsletter. Newsletter. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, yeah. brain. Uh, yeah, our, our September wellness uh, newsletter and just some of the information that we can give to our parents to kind of support the newsletter. And so our vision for this, we started this last year. Which kind of go through and, and say, you know, here's the newsletter, here are the main points, and then through the podcast, give a little bit more substance to, to some of the information and give the parents right. some more some more references and some more uh, tools that they can utilize to help some of these conversations or to help some of these things with their students. So I uh, appreciate you joining us today and, and excited to, uh, to to get into this a little bit for, for this week. And, and our goal this year with the Whole Baron podcast is Last year, we met with you a couple of times. We're looking to expand that. We met with uh, Miss um, Barfield last year. Uh, we're looking to use it also to include some information from Miss Sarah Smith with the college yeah. office, with right. Brooke Tidwell from After School, uh, with George Carruth when he gets back about the school music. I mean, just a lot of different ways that we can bring in all of the activities that are going on here at Wilson Hall into one podcast, kind of a one-stop shop to get some information for all of our parents. Um, and, and kicking it off with, with you is perfect because you were the one that did it with us last year, so we appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so thanks for joining us, and let's kind of hop into it. So kind of the talking points and, and the main points in your newsletter. The first one was maintaining a positive, thankful attitude um, and how it improves our mood, decreases stress, and contributes to healthier, happier relationships. Um, and then kind of talk about some of the points there. So let's kick it yeah. off with that. Well, I think it's fairly obvious that the more positive we are, the better we're going to feel, probably the better our relationships go. Um, And I think some of the the main things that I'd like to talk about in addition to the newsletter is that um, we have to model that as parents. Um, So easy to say, like, my kids complain about everything and they get in trouble, like really reflecting on, am I being positive about my responsibilities and my work and um, the things Mm -hmm. that I'm doing? And so modeling that for kids is so important. Um, And just like kind of having that go-to, like when we first start complaining or we first start feeling like, oh, this is just so much or so hard, really taking the time to stop and being thankful or grateful or naming something that's going really well can kind of set the tone for um, moving through that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to make the point, though, that that it's not the go-to, like, every time mm-hmm. our kids are upset, yeah. like, we have to force them to yes. say something good, <laughs> really validating when they're frustrated sure. or when they're having a hard day. Mm-hmm. Those things are real. Yeah. I mean, it, sure. sometimes mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel good or yeah. it's, um, there are hard things that we're going through or challenges that we're facing, and so... Um, really considering that and, yeah. and making sure that we validate our kids' feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, that was tough, yeah. or that was frustrating, <laughs> or that didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to. Yep. And that's a real thing, too. Sure. Yep. And then kind of using that as a coping strategy yeah. afterwards. Like, yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. And so, and, and, and when I was reading over this, too, I thought, so my wife, Corey, does a great job. We've, we've kind of changed our minds a little bit in the household from um, I have to, to I get to. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of times it, it's tough and we've got obviously a lot of kids running around and yeah. it's, oh, I have to feed the dogs. No, you get to feed the dogs. Like we have a dog, you get to feed that dog. And That's so, right. uh, you know, changing that mentality from that, I have to, I have to go mm-hmm. even as much for us as adults, like, oh man, I, I have to go to this meeting for school. I have to serve at church in the morning. I ha- No, you get to serve at church in the morning. That's you right. get to go to this meeting uh, to contribute to things with your kids. And, and I think that that mindset change is really, really important. And the better that we do that, yes. uh, the better models. We see that in coaching all the time. We say it, you know, as coaches, 
the way we act instantly reflects our kids. If I'm spending the whole game complaining about the refs or complaining about what the other team's doing or someone cheating or doing whatever, mm-hmm. that's going to come off on my kids that I'm coaching as well. For sure. Um, it's such a contagious attitude, mm-hmm. I feel like. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, so t- uh, one thing on that is I, I saw uh, Coach Earl Grant. He was the, at College of Charleston. Mm-hmm. It's probably been about eight or ten years ago. And he had a thing they did every practice where they would um, – track positive interactions amongst teammates and so it would be secret every day they wouldn't know who was being tracked that day but he had managers who would literally sit there with a clicker and every time a player high five gave a positive comment whatever to a teammate they would click it and their goal was to average in the, the day he'd pull and say all right jimmy johnny and steve you are our three guys today y'all had blank number of of positive interactions today and his concept was their goal was to have 300 positive interactions per practice so whether that was a point good job whether that was a high five going to the lawn whatever it might be but they didn't know who it was so he was like so if i've got you know 10 guys out here and you're all shriving you have 300 positive interactions that's 3,000 positive interactions going on in a practice during one time like it's yeah. almost impossible to be negative in that situation. Right. Like there is so much positivity around you that that is productive. Like you mentioned, like not saying oblivious positivity, but being intentional about it. That it makes it really, really difficult um, to be negative in those situations. And if there's someone is someone who is negative, they have all those positive feelings around them trying to pick them up. Right. Um, you know, we there's a, a positive vibes only uh, is kind of a saying with with some of the social media stuff. But but having those positive vibes, like only allowing each other those positive vibes. Uh, and a lot of things you do, it, it does go a really, really long way. And yes. so as parents, I do agree, it's really important for us to work to modeling that for our kids. Yes, that's huge. Um, absolutely. And then, so the same part was we talked about consistent expectations, mm-hmm. schedules, and routines that benefit productivity, success, and confidence, um, in addition to eliminating the opportunity for power struggles at home. We all have those power struggles at home for sure. So talk about that a little bit. Okay. Well, I do... Um, I think as much as kids maybe don't think they want consistency mm-hmm. or structure, they really crave it. Oh, yeah. And it's such a huge boost for healthy development. Just when kids know what's happening, what's coming, what the expectations are. Sure. And that can go for a busy schedule and just we know what's going on today. When they know, okay, this is going to happen and then the next thing's going to mm-hmm. happen, um, it kind of gives them a little bit more ownership mm-hmm. and it allows them to not have to be constantly thinking what's going to happen next. They sure. can just focus on what they're doing yeah. at the time. And obviously setting some boundaries, mm-hmm. especially around like homework. I mean, I think um, sometimes that becomes like a you have to do it. It, it might kind of get into a power struggle. Mm-hmm. When they know the expectation, mm-hmm. then there's no discussion. Yeah. Like, this is just what you do. This is what we're doing. <laughs> and so once you've established that, it yeah. just becomes like, okay, that's what I do. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to necessarily – I mean, those are going to happen. Sure. Um, and I think as, as as objective as we can come mm-hmm. at those power struggles, mm-hmm. um, it, it is more productive. Sure. And we typically um, – win yeah. without rubbing it in that yeah. we've won yeah. you know sure um, yeah um, I, I'm definitely uh, agree with the kind of being being proactive and planning that and giving that structure every, every kid wants to hey I just want to go watch TV hey I want to yeah. go do whatever I want to go play outside but like I agree I mean they we try we struggle as parents and I, but we try to give them that structure yeah. and and we try to point out like hey the next day you know Hey, we got to do something last night for you. We got to go to a football game Friday night, right? right. Everybody's a f- f- game Friday night. It was a late night. 
all right, Saturday, you know, for our house, we are the Ripley's nap. We love napping. And so, uh, you know, my wife's like, all right, we're napping. Like we already know we're planning this in and you are laying down and you are napping because you yeah. will be so grumpy if not. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if, and then, so our oldest Jack is now nine and he's at the point where, eh, now I'm 38 and I love a nap. So yeah. it's not an age thing, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, he, uh, but, but, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's like, I don't know if I want to do that or whatever, yeah. but then he'll be a grumpy guy later in the afternoon because he did not follow that schedule. And by, not you say not rubbing it in his face, but I point out like, hey, bud, remember mm-hmm. we had this conversation this afternoon about that schedule and you were supposed right. to lay down a nap? And he's like, ah, yeah, I guess so. You know, mm-hmm. and having that in a productive way um, kind of make helping them realize the importance of that schedule and the importance right. of that structure is really, really important for them. Yeah, and every kid is different. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to follow like a model, get home from school, eat a snack for 10 minutes, yeah. do your homework for the, you know. So sure. really just knowing your kid and letting them be part of the planning, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. is a good way yeah. to kind of help them buy into it. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to work best for me. This is the homework spot that I feel most, mm-hmm. um, you know, organized and focused in. And yeah. so, like, letting them be part of that, too, is a big deal. And, I th- and you know, you mentioned the homework, which is obviously a, a big thing here at Wilson yeah. Hall, right? Especially yeah. as you get older, those older grades, you know, the older elementary into the middle school Going back to point number one, our attitude as parents towards yeah. that is really important because yeah. at the end of the day, they got to do the homework. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it's got to get done. And if, if my if my reaction as a parent is, oh, I can't believe how much homework yeah. Miss so-and-so is giving you, well, then right. my kid's going to see that and go, oh, mean old so-and-so, she's giving us this homework versus yeah. like, hey, here's a schedule. Go do your homework. Like, right. That's what we're doing here, you know? Right. And and the kids then realize, hey, this is what I do. This is my job. This is what I do. Go to school. Yeah. I do my homework. And and the homework is a big one. We hear that a lot, obviously, yeah. here at Wilson Hall because it, we value the importance of it right. um, and, and understand the the why they need to be doing it every day from an education standpoint. Right. But the parents also buying into that and the kids buying into it is really, really important yeah, as well. Yeah, I think it's important to stop the sort of the mantra, like, homework is bad, homework is, you know, tedious or whatever, and, like, let it be an opportunity for kids to show you what they Mm -hmm. know. Um, Kind of look over and go, wow, I can't believe that you're learning that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really a good tool to kind of reinforce for students that this is a learning tool. Yes. Homework is used for that Mm -hmm. and not a torture. And and (laughs) sometimes, yeah, and sometimes sometimes the homework is fun. I mean, sometimes you have a project you get to do and you get to, you know, be creative or you get to use your imagination and do stuff. And then there are sometimes it is math problems that you're writing over and over again. And it's not as fun. It's more rote, you know, memorization. You know, remembering those those spelling words, getting those ready for those speedies every week once they get older in elementary school, you know, but... But doing those also has value. And then also, in my opinion, translating that to success on uh, on evaluations, on tests. Yeah. On things like, hey, remember, hey, you did really well on this spelling test. Remember we studied those words earlier this week. That was really important for you to remember. We didn't try to cram it the night before the test. That's right. Being able to do that and then they see the value in that preparation, in that planning, really would help helps them kind of get their mindset right as they go forward um, with, with their homework, I feel like. Sure, I agree. Um, and our third point, our third main point for the day is uh, when students understand purpose, they are more engaged. They work harder and they develop pride in themselves. Um, together, we students write down smart goals for the year. I'm a, a big fan of goal planning, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah. Oh, I think it's really neat to have goals and purpose. I mean, I think a lot of times it's like it's just what you do. You go to school, you do this work. But when kids can, like, think about what's important to them, um, and that's, that's kind of the purpose point 
that I think we forget sometimes mm-hmm. is that maybe what's important to us is not as important to them. And what's important to them, we might not know. And mm-hmm. so taking the time to ask them, uh, you know, what what matters to you? Yeah. Like what what's important? What are the goals for you? Mm-hmm. Is your goal to work on being able to balance school and sports? Is mm-hmm. your goal, you know, so really like letting them kind of lead the path yeah. instead of like, all A's equals, yeah. you know, the bet. <laughs> yeah. you so know, we're going so with it. really yeah. just tailoring goals to mm-hmm. what um, matters most to Absolutely. to students, and I think they'll really engage more deeply and really find um, more meaning in their day when they're working towards something that's for them. Yeah, and and talking about goal, and so we, you know, again, I charge being the athletic, you know, that's my mind, but we set goals all the time with teams, yeah. and not just, te- but also not just setting the goals, but revisiting and remembering yeah. those goals is important. A lot of times we fall in the trap as, as coaches or as teachers, all right, we're going to start the year and these are my goals for the yeah. year. And then by September, we're just like trying to survive. And we're like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. What, what were those goals? I can't, I was going to, I was going to do that every day. Like, why did I say that? You know, right, I was, right. you know, and so revisiting and holding yourself accountable to those goals, I feel is really yes. important too. But I agree. We do it um, with, with some of the teams that I coach and really setting down, whether it's, you know, a volleyball or, or a basketball team, you know, we'll sit down and talk about, Hey, what are your goals for our team this season? What are your individual goals? What are your personal goals this year? I mean, what do you, what do you want to do outside? You know, some of my seniors always say, hey, I want to, I want to, you know, have a connection with everybody in my senior class. I want to make sure that I, I don't leave anybody out when we do things as a group, or I want to make sure that, you know, I'm able to grow with my relationship in, in religiously in Christ, and they, like with my youth group. I mean, they, they set these other goals. And then we even get into like, yeah, what do you want to make? What do your grades want to be? All right. What are your, um, you know, what are your goals for personal growth, which gives them a little more freedom to kind of be creative with it. Yeah. Um, but then the importance is, again, not just setting those goals, but then me sitting down with them, you know, in September, which we're starting out and revisiting. Say, all right, now remember you said this in August. Yeah. How are we doing on that? Check in points. Right. How are we doing with, with following up with those goals? Um, and I love something I heard this week with, um, and it was, it was a quote from Kobe Bryant, actually. He was talking about uh, he was practicing over the summer. He was going to be like five thirty a.m. to practice in his off season, whatever. And an interview at like why, you know, why are you doing that? Like, wh- what's your thought process behind waking up this early to do that? And and his response was that um, you know I don't negotiate with myself. He said once I set a goal, I'm doing it. You know, and I I am holding myself accountable to that goal. He's like if I put the thought process, the proper thought process into making this goal. Don't allow myself to negotiate with it. And I was like, man, that's pretty powerful. That's pretty cool. Because yeah. how many times do we hit that snooze button and negotiate that 10 minutes of extra sleep? Or how many times do I say, when I'm going to bed at night, you know what? I'm changing my alarm to 6 a.m. because I'm going to work out in the morning. And then I wake up in the morning and go, mm, nah, never mind. I'm not waking up. You know, you yeah. allow that yeah. negotiation. And I just thought it was a really cool concept with goals of like, he, he is somebody who obviously was super successful in his craft, mm-hmm. very dedicated. But, but that concept of I don't allow myself, I don't negotiate with myself. If I put the thought process to make the goal, I'm going to work my tail off to make that goal successful. I thought it was a really yeah. cool cool mindset when it comes to setting goals. And I'm definitely one I'll use with my teams down in the future yeah, and on how to that. succeed with those. I think, too, I mean, just like you're saying, writing your goal down, I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty powerful. And then even taking it that next level with being accountable mm-hmm. by talking about it with somebody and yeah. having that conversation and follow-up is really huge. And having that with people that love you and support you, like your parents, yes. is a big part right. of it, right? Yeah. So people that can help you achieve those goals. I mean, a lot of these goals... 
are stuff they can't do on their own. Even if it's as simple as, hey, these are my academic goals for this year. Well, there are still people around you that can help you achieve those goals. Yeah. You need Teachers and, and so like that, but also mm-hmm. your family, your friends, or you surrounding yourself with the friends that are going to help you achieve those goals. Hey, I want to yeah. make sure I'm not getting in trouble as much at school this year. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm somebody who's gotten in trouble in the past. Well, okay, am I aligning myself with people who are going to help me accomplish that? And, and having people that are holding you accountable is, is I think, really important for that goal setting and goal achieving um, as we go. A um, couple of extra points we have for this week was talking about feeling collect, co- connected Sorry, uh, with a sense of belonging um, is a high priority was for students. So talk yeah. about that a little bit. I, I think that probably on the top of the mind is who's going to be in my class, who am I yes. going to sit to, yes. next to at lunch, yep. what is this interaction in the hallway going to mm-hmm. do to, you know, and they carry that through. So, sure. um, and it's really important to feel connected, even with our you know, super introverted, mm-hmm. you think like, oh, I'm just alone or I don't need anybody. Yeah. We all need we to feel connected. Sure. We all need to feel belonging. And as we start back to school, it's a great opportunity for fresh starts with peers and mm-hmm. friends. There's new group dynamics. There's new students coming in. Some have left. There's different class um, yeah. arrangements. Mm-hmm. And um, so really just like talking about that, how's it going with your friends mm-hmm. or, um, and really kind of pushing to discussion about empathy. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a natural tendency yeah. for, especially for kids and teenagers, um, to be empathetic in the sense of what kind of friend are you? Yeah. What is it? When do you feel most connected or when do you feel like you belong with, with your peer group mm-hmm. or when does, you know, what happens to make you feel like, oh, that was so nice, yeah. you know, and then how are we like translating that back out into mm-hmm. our friendship? And, and, and again, like, and I always use my kids, and my kids are going to have to just grow up knowing they're going to be yeah. examples and everything I talk about, but, <laughs> but what we say all the time and as parents, it's, it's, it's really hard sometimes to, to be, cause we obviously care for and love our kids so much. We want them to be happy all the time. Right. right. And so those lessons are hard sometimes where, you know, oh man, you know, so-and-so had a party, I didn't get invited. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, oh, gosh, my heart breaks for that. Then you all had the conversations of, okay, well, bud, but think about your party. You didn't get invited every single person either. And there may have been someone who had that same feeling at your party. And so yeah. you have to, you know, be aware those things happen in life. And, mm-hmm. and finding your group is really important. As a conversation we've had with, with our kids a lot is, yeah, I know, you know, this guy may be one of your good friends, but you also have these friends too. And so you yeah. don't want to, you know, avoid these and go here. I had a great talk with a new parent the other day, um, just last night at the football game, and their kids were here and they were running around. And, and I asked, you know, how they, how they fit in socially, how's that going? And they're like, ah, you know, it's tough, and it can be tough. New student, parents, it, it can be tough when you show to a new school, for yeah. sure. Um, but, like we talked about, and, and, and the mom was 100% agreed, she's like, you know, okay, so you don't want to do, you know, this group's doing football or playing Pokemon or doing whatever this group was doing, but find out what you like to do, and there are other people in your grade that want to do that as well, and, right. and find those people, and so, you know, she was saying he likes to, he loves track, he wants to run on the track, or walk the track during recess, or things like that, or walk the fence line during recess, and it's like, uh, there are other kids that like that too, and so, mm-hmm. and as you go, um, you'll find those other students that have those like-minded, um, you know, what they like to do, and so I think that that's important for us as parents, to remember for our kids, that there are these people out there that want to do stuff with them, and, and connecting with those friends is really, really important. Yeah. And also, too, to remember that 
there's never going to be the perfect social mm -hmm. situation. And, and for us to sort of take a step back sometimes and mm -hmm. let our kids have some independence mm -hmm. and work some of those things out yeah. on their own and kind of figure out like, yeah, I might not be friends with everybody, yeah. but I can still be kind to everyone. 100%. Um, and so really just helping them explore that with like some, you know, watchful eye, mm -hmm. make sure everybody's safe. That's and, right that um, there's healthy boundaries in place, but yeah. really just encouraging them to, you know, just get out there and figure it out, mm -hmm. you know? That's right. Yeah, that's our, we have the, our Ripley rule was for our kids, and our, our rule number five is when in doubt, do it with kindness and love. And and, and when in doubt, no matter what you're doing, no matter what situation you're in, if you choose those two things, you're, you're probably going to come on the positive side in the end. And so that. Um, that, that's definitely something that, that we, you know, want to preach our kids and, and want our kids to be aware of. Because like I said, there are those hard times. And I do love that too, like, they have to figure it out sometimes. We had to figure it out. You yeah. know, whether we were six or, or 16 or, or 60, at some point in our lives, we had to figure those things out. Right. And so I think that it's important to remember that as parents. I think that's even more challenging in today's world. We mm -hmm. feel the need to be more, you know, helicoptery, uh, plow slow snow plow whatever the, the the mantra is right now of the parents that are yeah. that are trying to to be on top of it and let them have that independence for that stuff out is really important for their growth because yeah. then they can make mistakes and figure out what they did wrong or figure out how to fix it and and that can be really positive for them as well so yeah. um but i think that kind of wraps up our topics for this week for the newsletter please make sure you check out the newsletter and and uh read that and if you have any questions you can always contact dick hoffman and, of and uh, she'll be happy to give you some more literature or more information to support what we're doing um but we appreciate you listening until until next time. Uh